Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Cheers. Here we go, boys. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks so much for listening to another, if nothing else, entertaining installment of the Geoholics Anonymous. And thanks to Diamondback Land Surveying for being the premier sponsor of our Home Away From Home, being, of course, the aptly named Diamondback Land Surveying Studio. I freaking love this place. All those shit's starting to fall off the walls. You see this, Jake? Yeah, we put that up like three or four times. Whose idea was that to use that? I think we might need a couple more command strips. Some freaking gorilla glue is what we need on there. All right, Jake, tell us about the opening number. All right, guys, that was Collective Soul. Um, Collective Soul is an American rock band originally from Stockbridge, Georgia, now based in Atlanta. The group consists of lead vocalist Ed Rowland, rhythm guitarist Dean Rowland, bassist Will Turpin, drummer Johnny Rabb, and lead guitarist Jesse Triplett. Uh, formed in 1992, Collective Soul released their Hints, Allegations, and Things, Left Unsaid album on the independent label Rising Storm Records in 1993. Um, the band went from obscurity to popularity that year after the song Shine uh, became an underground hit. The special sonic elixir that fuels Collective Soul's continued success story is a straightforward one, a profound mixture of insightful songwriting and impeccable band chemistry. Nicely done, PJ. Elixir, that sonic elixir, that's one of my favorites so far. <laughs> what was the last time you said the word elixir? I don't know. And sonic, too. All and in the same sentence. Together, right? no less. No yeah. doubt, no doubt. Uh, my Collective Soul story, I do have one. I've seen them a couple times. been phenomenal band. Probably one of the most underrated bands. Unbelievable musicians. Um, last time I saw them was about three years ago. I mean, obviously, uh, pre-COVID. And our good friends of Black Moods. Yeah. Well, there's the opening band, and then the Gin Blossoms, and then uh, Collective Soul was an absolutely phenomenal show. So Yeah, that's a trifecta right there. Absolutely. It was great. All right. As you know, this is our roundtable formatted discussion on topics that are of interest to our very diverse group of listeners. That being said, we've got another great show lined up for you and one that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. But before we get to that, a couple house cleaning items. First, we of course could not ever do this without the brains of the operation producer, Jake. Jake, what's up, man? All right, guys. So, uh, I don't have too much news because we've recorded earlier this week, but um, just a lot. I mean, we're going to really dive into it today, but just crazy week. I've just been glued to my phone. Stuff like this when this happens, when it's like this like social phenomenon and where everyone knows what's going on. I mean, you're going to the gym and people are, are talking about everyone knows what's going on. So it's like I've just been like glued to my phone. I'm just trying to get as much as possible because it's like one of those things that you just like don't understand. And um, right. I guess I should say like what I'm talking about is the stuff that's going on in, in Afghanistan and um, our, uh, I guess, involvement. Involvement and mm. um, different groups that we are um, fighting against, I guess there are we're fighting against. So uh, we're going to dive into it here, but it's just been so crazy. I mean, this has been something that's been going on for like my whole life. I've never really understood it until yep. maybe like two or three years ago, but just doing a bunch of research on it now and kind of seeing like how this is can't come to the point where it's at now is is pretty crazy. So I'm look, looking forward to uh, hear more about it. For sure. Our guest tonight is going to help us do a deep dive into it. So I'm super excited about that. He sure that. is. Um, sitting in for big shoots. Welcome back, neighbor Billy. What's shaking, my friend? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Fantastic. What's new? What's Just, new since the... I, how have you handled your stardom the since wolf being pack, the first time? The wolf pack is back. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> it just seems like yesterday <laughs> that we were doing this. Right? And... Uh, the emails have been coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to reply. Are you getting offers? Things. No offers yet. Yeah. yeah. But I'm hoping show two. 
Yes. Just takes it to another level. It's going to put you on. Yeah, yeah and then for sure. That's where payday comes. Absolutely. And, and uh, Johnny Monaco, are you his agent yet? Are you guys working together? Not yet. We suspect that yep. he may be in Vegas. Yep. Yeah. So He's moving closer to he's us, got, to you specifically. To yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I, 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 I volunteered to be his life coach, Aaron. And because uh, yeah. he had a great story. He does have a great story. But he needs a life coach. And you had a great idea. We were talking the other day, and you're like, let's get Johnny back on and do like uh, uh, 80s music trivia. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be a freaking blast. That'd be unbelievable. And the other thing I want to mention is that we had uh, Jamie Staples on. Yep. I've been watching a lot of his videos, and they're pretty addicting, to be honest with you. Yeah, he went live the other day. I've been mm-hmm. seeing, I get notifications when he goes live on Twitch. Um, yep. And yeah, that guy, I mean, he's a, a serious poker player. He really is. And you know what the thing, he's got a great voice, and he's just got a way of speaking as he's doing like these videos and stuff like that. And it's just, I, it's almost like I just can't stop watching it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's and, gambling too, man. Right up our right. alley. Yeah. <laughs> And just, I think the way that even if you go back and listen to the episode on just how he explains what's going on and the terminology and everything, he's just really good at that. But, I mean, that's a really good uh, recap of the past couple uh, GA Anonymous episodes right there. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But we should put this little poker tournament. Yes, let's let's plug together. that. Let's plug that because if we say it, then, then we'll there's do it. then there's a yes. level of accountability that happens. Exactly. So now that the cat's out of the bag, we are working on a Geoholics online poker tournament. Jamie Staples is going to be helping us coordinate this and put it together along with producer Jake and neighbor Billy. So yes. stay tuned for details on Bring that. Bring your it's money. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get this started. Our guest this evening, I'm super excited about this conversation. Um, he was born and grew and grew up in a small town in Northeast Connecticut. He didn't mention the town, so he might be in the witness protection program. I don't know. He attended... Uh, Hopefully I can say this right. Quinnipiac University. Quinnipiac, right? Quinnipiac. Is that how you say it from the East Coast? I think it's Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. There you go. Uh, I I had it. I had it. Quinnipiac. Uh, Go Bobcats, by the way. Who knew, right? Quinnipiac Bobcats. Quinnipiac Bobcats. And uh, an alum, Turk Wendell. I'm not familiar. Awkward silence. Nobody knows who Turk Wendell is. Unfamiliar. He was a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Go Cubs. Back in the day, yeah. I love it. I mean, what a yeah. great name, Turk Wendell. All right. Man, he says dude. he is a dad first, which I love and respect, but he also loves to play golf, hockey, soccer, read all sorts of history. I wish I did more of that, uh, as well as self-help books like myself, entrepreneur books to learn from the errors of the past to help create his future. I love that. Um, that he, sounds like a mantra. Yes. He, <laughs> he is finding out. He, he calls himself an entrepreneur. He's a aspiring author. He's got some books in the work, which I'm excited to hear about. And he's finding <laughs> out that the entrepreneurial journey is one hell of a roller coaster. Um, lots to talk about with this guy. So help us welcome... Mr. Aaron Macho Machado. Wow. Yeah. Thanks Thank for being you, here, buddy. This is awesome. <laughs> so a little history, correct me if I'm wrong, you and I yes. connected, I think it was through Clubhouse possibly. Is that right? Correct, man. Originally? We were, yeah, I was in a room and all of a sudden you popped up and I think it was your, like, I think it might've been your room or somebody's room, dude. I just, I just remember having an awesome fucking talk and I was like, wow, these guys are cool as shit. And 
I guess now here we are. Here we are. We've <laughs> talked about being on uh, each other's show. I got to mention that you're the host of the Wet Down Podcast, along with a couple of your buddies, and you guys are doing a great job with that. I think you're probably about a year behind us or maybe six months behind us in getting started. But uh, as you know, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time <laughs> and effort to, to get the traction and the momentum to really project it forward. But you guys are doing awesome. So again, the Wet Down Podcast, anybody listening, check it out. You're going to love it. It's an awesome platform. And, you know, like this type of episode for us, it's just a very casual, fun conversation. Absolutely. So speaking of that, we're going to, we got a lot of stuff we're going to jump into. And I, I do want to mention first and foremost, thank you for your service. I know you're a Marine and yes. thank you very much for that. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. For sure. And since we mentioned that, as producer Jake was uh, touching on just a few minutes ago, there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now. It's yeah. disgusting. Let's go and on a sale for five days and yeah, exactly. not know anything yeah. going on. This is the perfect time to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake's going off the grid for five days. I cannot say that I'm jealous. Just make sure you stay here, though, man. Oh, yeah. Make sure you stay here. Yeah. I'll, I'll peek into international waters and then come right back in. Oh, yeah, man. dude. Like, all, international waters is if you're wanted, dude. That's the only time you need to go anywhere. Other than that, it's better to just stay here every time. There's plenty of places you can hide. You just got to do it right. Oh man, that's awesome, uh, Billy! Don't ever go in international waters because I know oh, you're no, wanted. You're anywhere, you are wanted for some waters. shit. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. So we were talking before the show that uh, Aaron uh, actually spent time in Afghanistan, and I know that he's got a lot of things that he can help us understand better about what's going on. So, I mean, first of all, Aaron, I mean, what, what, what do you think when you're seeing these videos that are coming out the last few days? I mean, what kind of thoughts are going through your head, dude? Watching these people. We don't know how lucky we have it here. Let's just put it that way. I mean, most recently, like, like leaving the country, I left the country. I went to Jamaica. I got lucky enough to go watch some friends have a beautiful wedding in a wonderful place. You know, we, big shout out to Sandals for that. You know, I'm not sponsored by them in any way, but I can tell you that these guys, you know, they, they, it's just like the commercials say, man, it's fucking luxury and it's home. Like that's how it feels. And, you know, we, we got to be there, but it was great seeing that, but to get where we had to go, we had to traverse the entire island to get from one side to the other. You land in one place and then you're on cliffs on a double decker bus on the left side of the road because it's the only thing they kept from the fucking British. Drinking you know? uh, war warm red stripe, by the way. Uh, oh, no, actually, it was pretty cold every time I had a red stripe. But the most interesting part is when they greet you right away with the fucking rum punch, dude, right off the plane. They're like, let's get drunk, man. And then, like, as soon as they get in the car and they're like, hey, you want some weed, too? I'm like, all right. Like, what kind of fucking place is this? Heaven. Like, you, you, yeah, sounds great to us, but that's because we have a lot of money to them compared, you know, yeah. to what their dollar is. You know, mm. I gave a guy a $40 tip and our $5, sorry, on, on one thing. And then I gave another guy a $40 tip wow. and I thought he was going to quit his job and open up his new, his own <laughs> restaurant. Like it was fucking unreal to see how excited he was. Like yeah. he was going home. He was eating good that night oh. because everything is so cheap and just it's, it's, night and day man like uh. everywhere else in the world is like that you'd be surprised i mean even in the cities that we live in you have the nice side and yep. you have the fucking elephant's graveyard where you just don't go yep. you know because it's not part of your light so you're not going to touch that shit when you get there mm. but i'll tell you this man the people all over the world we are so fucking lucky and all the people that complain about all the shit that's oh i'm oppressed you don't know what oppression is just today the Taliban took over what two days ago? They they you know 
legitimately showed up in the presidential palace two days ago. Three protesters were already killed in Jalalabad, but they're there on peace. They're there on peace unless it's their word. You mm. learn a lot. We learn a lot. And I want to correct you on the Afghanistan speech. So like it's that place is never been won. It's you can't win it. It's it's not something that anyone that doesn't live there can't take. You need to spend generations there to understand their terrain, their way of life, just how basic culture is, man. Like if you were to cross your legs and sit and show you bottom of your foot, I mean, for my friends, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Google will do it. You can search that shit anywhere. But if you let somebody see the bottom of your feet in that culture, you're not going to make a friend. Uh, oh my. There's a lot of things that you just you're shaming them. You're stepping on their their presence. Like that's the feeling mm. you get. That's different. Out here. Exactly. I mean, mm. we sit with our legs crossed and some of us don't have underwear and we should. Like there's a lot of like there's there's a lot of culture norms that we don't do versus what they do. And we think it's weird and they think we're weird. But I can tell you right now, they're fucking trying and dying to come here. Mm. And doesn't matter how weird each other's sides are. It's going to be one of those, man, you we have it the best. We are still a beacon of hope and light. And we're all too busy fighting with ourselves and trying, you know, it's amazing how the media kind of forgot about COVID, mm. isn't it? Yep. All of a sudden, like yep. they needed a new thing and they finally got it. And it's now here it is. And we're going to talk about this. But the worst part is when you have our media praise them in any way. These are people that don't let women leave the house without being completely covered. Why? What's wrong because, with that? What's wrong because with that? a book, a book. <laughs> yeah, because a book mirrors the Bible. Yeah. In a way, just with a little bit of like religion is the number one killer on earth. Mm. It really is. A good point. The problem with it and what you're seeing right now is what the Christians did a thousand years ago or more, mm. killing each other in the name of God. We all serve the same God, but I'm Catholic. You're Episcopalian. You're Protestant. You're this. You're that. Like we were fighting each other over the same dude. And then one day we were like, man, this shit gets old. Like we, I'll serve the same guy. Like, why can't we just serve the same guy? Like, that's okay. And we kind of got over it. We found new things to do. They're still not in that phase yet. They still see like it's life in like that. You have the ability to read, like just to have the skill to read is mm. the most important thing. Any, anyone that can read can yeah. control your life. Think wow. about it. A basic skill that you can't women weren't allowed to read. They weren't allowed to know like anything really other than the color black. Like a man sure as hell can't talk to another woman if she's not mine. And that's sick to say, Ugh. but that's culture. And it's not sick to say only because that's their culture. But is that oppression? Is that do you think those women want to be that way? And most like mm. how many women do you talk to in your day? that are very outspoken. Yep. If you're married, I can say at least one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, and there's nothing you can do about it. Cut if, you, out. if you raise your hand, you're going to be your fucking, your cannon fodder to everything that's in society. You'll lose your job. You do anything. If you get caught, if you are a white guy that beats his wife, somehow they're going to blow you up. They're going to make it look so bad. But if it was, it, it's the way the world is going right now. And it's sick. Like you, Crazy. the race, the hate for just so much shit. And there's these, there's people that need to be 
they need to be saved. You can't make friends with someone and then abandon them. You can't teach them something and abandon them. Yep. And I don't know about you guys, but like, I like to read. You guys like to read? I like to listen. Okay. <laughs> so the art of war by Sun Tzu, you ever read that? Mm -hmm. You know yep. how I like to know my history, but yep. I like to know my enemies. I like to know everything that I can do, learn because it will keep you alive. Like it's, it's a skill that I, I feel almost everybody should have that you should understand at least a little bit of history, because if you don't know what had happened, you're going to do it again. But history is a good example of that. History doesn't listen to itself. Yep. People don't listen to it at all. They never will. I mean, I bet you, if I told you, you'll think I'm crazy. If I told you that world war one didn't cause all this. Mm. Okay. You know why? No. The Ottoman Empire, everybody was governed under one guy for however many years, thousands, right? Yep. Now you have the Russian Empire, the, you had those families, you had all of that stuff. They were all ruled individually in one big way. Then when Woodrow Wilson in the war ends, he's like, nah, man, we need democracy everywhere. We want to take away what the British have, which was oil reserves, because guess what? The cars in America just created the most successful years <laughs> right after that right like right before the great depression happened we had the boom in 20s but all of those states that govern themselves for years everything with a stand in it or an an at the end was governed under one man and it was sad it was bad but there was mm -hmm. order maintained but when it all started to break apart and then we were like you know what we want to help you put democracy here we're going to teach you our way of life and they were like okay and then we get there, we just give them some supplies, and then we all left. The British did it. We did it. Everybody did it. And then all of a sudden, these dictators came into pace again and again and again. And they're never going to go away because that's how that whole area has always been governed by one man. And they don't know, like the the craving. It's it's weird to say, like you, I heard it in fucking Loki, like humans crave to be led told what to do it's in our nature one people serve one people do and act and lead there's followers and leaders it's yep. always the same you either go up or you stay the yep. same some people are happy and complacent in their life others like to go this way and i was here for so long and just content that the entrepreneurial journey was supposed to go this way and it's gone this way and then <laughs> that way and fucking roller coaster and around right it's unreal man like, I don't know. It's uh, that place. I feel so bad for so many people. I'm seeing mm -hmm. so many videos, so many pieces of just literature. That's this is history. And we've, we've now watched countries rise and fall. It's like just new ideas build and, and like reform consistently on the go. And sometimes they collapse, but it's there's so much change that that is happening that's in a good way, but this bad shit has to happen first. But you still don't tell your enemy when you're gonna leave, dude. That was that's, horrible. Absolutely. That was the dumbest thing we could ever have done. Like you give them hints that you're gonna do it, yeah. Then you put a day in the media so they get built up, but then you're still there to like 10, like you know, 10 weeks, 11 weeks later, and they're kind of like, Oh, wait, they said this day, and then they just blew up a house randomly because we knew that they were gonna lie to us and they were gonna do what they were doing. That's what would needed to happen to keep them in place. Talk we've won. It's insane. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Sorry. I was I just gonna. To. No, 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 no. That that's great stuff. Um, I, I 
how, how, how would you describe, you know, based on your, um, I guess the experiences that you've had, um, the Taliban. Okay. So I uh, like, you mentioned the press and how they're almost like putting them in a spotlight. Some in a, like there's a network. It starts with C it ends with N. And I saw some, some, know, some videos on there and they were basically almost like giving the, the Taliban credit, almost like this is the new and improved. Yeah. They're going to be Taliban. peaceful, moderate. Yes. Yeah. It's a bait and switch. Like and it's yeah. complete bullshit. And I'm sure you have an opinion about that. Absolutely, dude. The, if you've ever, I don't know how many people, I mean, I'm, I've seen them. Like we saw in 2001, people jumping out of burning buildings on live TV Yeah, as kids. Like I was a kid. I was in eighth grade. I, I was a fucking, I was 13 years old, barely had hair on my dick. And this is what I'm watching this happen. Like that's history. Well, now you're seeing people fall off of a plane to escape that country on the news. And they're showing it over and over and over again. And you still have assholes bashing us saying, we're not going to take in refugees. (laughs) We can take refugees. You take them in moderation. We have a lot of other countries that say they're allies that can fucking hold these people for us for a little bit. Because if they're our ally, that's what I would do. I'd make you do that for me. That's part of the conditions, buddy. You want my help? You do a little bit for me. So we wash some hands and that's that's life. We help these people. We vet them. Because how easy is it for, for all the media is not talking about it, except for Texas media. That's the greatest thing in the world if you read it. Because like any of the individual newspapers, not like fucking Fox Houston or CNN Dallas or any of that shit. Like if you read individual newspapers from cities and towns, which you can Google and find all along the border, they're going to tell you how many MS-13 gang members fucking escaped through the border and they're exploiting the crisis. They're going to tell you how many ranchers have fucking shot these guys because they're like, these guys are on my land in the middle of the night and I'm allowed to fucking shoot them. Like you can you can find this shit on the Internet because it's at our fingers. But people are too easy and baited on getting your fucking news from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that, and those are connected to your big funnels. So you've got 80% of people that see that, and then 20% of people like us, because I know you, you three do the same shit I do. I host my own show, just like you guys. And we talk about current events. We've, we, you know, it's our roundtable discussion usually, because this is what happens if we get too deep. I get emotional. And you know, I, I love to rant on this shit because... People need to understand or hear it or see it. And if I'm the only one that says it and I say it like this, maybe you listen to me because I'm, you hear the fucking compassion mm-hmm. in my voice, yep. but you need to know your history. And I never understood that. My father told me that when I was little, I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I would learn it all. And then I see how history is keeps just doing this over and over again. It was it, 1975 to 2021 looked awfully the same. <laughs> You know, a hundred years ago, there was another pandemic and the Spanish flu during the greatest crisis in the world, the Great War, which I had mentioned a minute ago. This is all from World War One. This is we are reliving what happened over a hundred years ago in a modern era with the Internet, with new ways to attack each other, with new ways to fuck with each other instead of figuring out a way to coexist. I'm not saying you all got to like each other, but Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot you can do to use a lot you can make and find out about your enemy. And you usually don't become enemies after that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I mean, you touched on it, you know, social media is, I mean, my goodness, it's, it's the root of all evil. I swear to God, mm. it's horrible. 
So obviously the the exit has been botched, right? We can't go yeah. back in time. We don't have a time machine. We can't redo this. Like, what what is what are we? What are the options? Where do we go from here? Like we're out, right? So do we just sit back and watch and tr- take try to get as many people as possible? And same with our allies and hope it. I don't know. Where do we go? And the only thing I'll add to that is. Can one man be to blame? In this case, we're talking about Joe Biden. Um, he's catching a lot of flack right now, and I'm assuming rightfully so. The way, the only way we come out on top of this, number one, is if we can understand that winning is our only option. How do you define if winning in this case, though? Yeah, what, what's, well, a, what, all of, what's a win? We get out well, as many people? All of... No, all of the Taliban leadership is in one building right now. I mean, we mm. can just send a bomb there. Boom, yeah, gone. It's true. Problem fucking solved. That's true. But there's how many civilians of ours and everybody else trapped there? Yeah. We trade. It's it's the dichotomy of we could end it, but no one has the balls to say that or do it. It's how bad do you want to win it? Like, mm. what what are the turning points of all of the wars that have happened? There's always the one guy who will do exactly what it takes to win. And it's going to be looked at in history, maybe a hundred years later as a fucking horrible way. Like Sherman's burning of Atlanta. Perfect example there. Or Truman. Same thing with Truman. No, Truman was looked at like a hero, though, because for us, we came out on the winning side. But fuck the country that we did it to. Yeah, there was the only way we were going to beat them. And that's the problem is they've considerably lost ground over and over and over and over again, thankfully to, you know, the greatest generation of Marines to ever live other than, you know, pretty much all of our history, because those, those men, I mean, they are real fucking men. Mm. Like I, I'm not a man. Those are men. Mm. I won't be a man or a men until I'm dead. And you talk about what's happened in 50 years. That's when you can be like, all right, I was part of Mm. something like that's how I made my mark in history. When I was a kid and I saw this shit happen on TV, I was like, why aren't we fighting back? But that was I'm one of those people. I'm small. I have a Napoleon complex, dude. I like to fucking I'll pick a fight with a big dude and I don't give a shit. I'm going to go down swinging. I'm going to lose. I don't give a fuck. I've lost plenty of teeth doing it, but I'm going to go down swinging. So there's going to be a whole lot of fight in the dog. And I was just, I felt like I was one of those kinds of people. Mm. I was quiet. I kept to myself around a lot of those people Mm -hmm. that I grew up with. They never really knew this shit about me. And that's fine. I didn't want them to know anything about me like that. It's you, my dad and my family always said, like, you keep that shit to yourself. You keep that quiet. You never want anybody to know what you're able, what you're capable of or what you think. And then one day that shit all just opened up and we started a podcast. Now I'm letting everybody know what I think and how I feel about it. And we just had a very, I mean, in our own right, controversial episode, it's something we haven't done before. Um, and we've gotten some of the best and most positive feedback so far. People have, yeah, there's, there's a few other shows that I'm going to appear on soon for a couple other podcasts. And, and it's all because of our outspokenness with this and the shit that no one's talking about. It, they, 
it's, it's insane. It's what people want to hear, though. You know, that's why pod, yeah. the podcast platform is is, is absolutely beautiful because you can get on here and, and speak your mind, and, and you're not going to be, you know, um, suppressed. Let's say, uh, at least I haven't heard anything about any podcast yeah. getting suppressed per se. But um, it's raw, long form discussion, and compassionate, the and passion, passion, the passion behind yeah. it is the key, no doubt. And obviously, Aaron, yeah. when you talk about it, I mean, it's you know, it's yeah, part dude. of your soul. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, what's part of my soul is the, we have it so lucky and I know we do. I mean, I'm the son of an immigrant and he's, I've watched, I've only ever watched him do and lead up. So I only know one way I've seen other, you know, my grandfather, I've seen all these other, you know, good men grow and get old and do some cool, successful things. But I really only know from one person, him in the Marine Corps, (laughs) The Marine Corps rolled, like molded the, it brought the fight out. It gave me the ability to just be like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you could say to me that could hurt my feelings. Yep. And that's the best thing about me now. But the problem is I don't want to hear those things because mm-hmm. I know that I'm a nice person and I would, I expect, because I'm going to treat you with respect first, always. Yep. I'm never going to be mean to you first. But if you're mean to me, like, the gloves come off. <laughs> so I, people, I just, I, people are, I, I love people and I, I want to just be, talk to as many as I can. And yeah, for sure. What about this like, is the way to do it? Absolutely. What do you think about like, even for, like looking at a big picture, like from a, from a society perspective? I mean, I, and I, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned it on a, I don't know, a show a few weeks ago or whatever, but we're becoming so callous as people to mm-hmm. emotion really it's like nothing surprises us anymore you know like it takes a lot to get a rise out of me you know what i mean it's just it's such a bizarre time it really is well because every week is something new and like terrible and some v- video i saw that video of these people clinging to the plane oh, and horrible. falling off the plane within 10 minutes of me waking up that morning mm-hmm. it's just like how can that be like that we that it's that widespread everyone knows about it within an hour of it being out yeah yep. and you only see it from really far away they'll never show you up close but they'll show you just because it's the power of the media dude they if you got, they didn't show you any of the pictures of what those people looked like from falling that high. Mm. Yeah. I can tell you, they probably I'm sure exploded. They're out there. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> yeah, they're they like it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing. It's a trap. They are a trap, and that's what's awesome about the podcast life is we can control what we say, and we don't become those corporate. We still stay in our lane. For the yeah. true ones stay in our lane, yep. and. You guys, I've listened to some of your stuff. You guys do a great job doing this. And I really want to thank you for letting me be here and having this awesome conversation. So uh, thank you for that. I, our, have to, I have to throw that in there. Our honor and pleasure. <laughs> or I definitely forget. No, no, we appreciate you being here. Um, so you mentioned something, you know, like media was looking for a new story. And of course, this Afghanistan thing is the new story. Um, yeah. But I did hear something today where in order for this um, in order for Biden in this case, let's just say that to come out of this, he is going to have to scare Americans into submission basically about this pandemic in order and come out in his mind, looking like a hero saving mm-hmm. things from that perspective since he's Sorry, F to F, cover up since yeah. he's F this up so bad. And that's a scary thing to think about. 
Yeah, I know. We already, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's other variants that they're already talking about, not just the Delta now. We're going to have like a Charlie. We're going to have like a Zelda, like a Zulu or something weird. Mm. We're going to have something that's going to do it because the next step is the social credit score. And we talked about that last, last, or Mm, on our episode. What's up? So if you don't know what a social credit score, think of, I'll explain it like Dookie did, my good old buddy. You know, shout out to you, man. Think of you doing something bad. You're in a city somewhere where there's lots of cameras. Like, think of you're in London. You have all of that, right? So you jaywalk. You cross the street. You cut off, you know, stop cars, do all sorts of shit. And they see you do that. You get a ticket. But not only you get a ticket, but it goes on your name. So now your name, your score goes down. And every bad thing you do, your entire family feels it. Like, everybody attached to your name drops with you. Who's doing this? So... That's insane. This is, that's, Who's that's, doing this? Who is in well, charge of my social status? How about this? North Korea does it. And really? you know how they do it? You go to a fucking gulag. It's the three generation rule. If kids are born into that shit, that's the only life that they know. If you, if you go to a prison, like any one of those camps, and you can read about this shit. You can find it from credible sources. People that have seen it, defectors that have said, this is what happens. This is the rules of us. Like These are defectors that we don't get to read about or hear. They don't ever come here and talk to us because it's too expensive, and it's easier to be in Seoul and stay in South Korea than it is to get here because everybody that comes from North Korea is accepted and welcomed. That that country does it that way because they know those people are like that. And everyone that is trapped there and brainwashed knows that shit, too. The last guest we had has been there. Mm. How do how do we find out our social score? Is that what it is? A social? Yeah. Social credit score. Can we we Google this? In your opinion? No, no, no. They'll do it. They'll find a way. Give it some. Give it like you think about it, man. They people said it wouldn't come to the passports. Show me your papers to go into places. Look at New York City. Yep. I thought this was something actually. <laughs> no, it, it's That's give insane. it some time. Okay. Give it yeah, some yeah, time. I understand what you're saying. Because I know China does it. Everybody does it. There's ways to do it now. We have an easy way to record and do everything with your fucking phone. I, I, yep. was, I, was, yep. I was all upset, Aaron. My Uber score. Did you know you get an Uber score? They grade you as well as you grade the yeah, driver. Yeah, of course. Yep. And it wasn't a 4-0. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What, what do you have? have? Was like, what are you doing? Ripping ass in there? I don't know. I want to call Uber. Peeing on yourself? I need to know who did not give me a perfect <laughs> score. You have a three? <laughs> you obviously you tell him to dick. take you through Taco Bell? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I got all upset about my Uber score, let alone my social score now. I got to worry about my social score. So you score. didn't sleep for like three nights after that. I have uh, four, a 4.90. 4. Oh, I'm a good guy. Uh, I don't even know what mine is because right. I haven't used I, an Uber. I've improved it. I'm going to tell you, I might be better than you. You've been working hard on it? I've been working on my Uber score. <laughs> Being so polite now to everybody. <laughs> wow. So th- with everything it. going on, Aaron, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have an opinion about this. And um, man, oh, man, you know, with the pandemic, with what's happening now in Afghanistan and we're, you know, the economy, we can touch about all these things. But I mean, I am I'm very passionate about mental illness and the, if the toll that it takes on people's lives. And majority of it isn't even um, being treated, let's say. What? What, what, what is all this doing to us from a mental illness perspective as a society? It's going to be one of those. Um, it, you're going to die slowly. It's the like, think about the death rates from what COVID did and how it changed things. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with stuff, but the hardest hit for suicide statistics from the last thing that I found was between, I think, 
29 and 38, I want to say. It was the hard, oh. one of the hardest hit when it came to that. And it was because so many people lost jobs. They just started families. Postpartum depression kicked in for the families that are just starting. Think about it. Yep. You got PPD, which is fucking serious as shit. Like women, just the hormonal change, it's mm. unreal. The, the stuff that they go through, they, you know, cheers to women. You're stronger creatures and we love you for it. You can do more than most men can ever do ever. Don't ever let a guy say that you can't do shit. Like I can tell you that because- I can't do what you do. So cheers to you guys. But I'll tell you, it's fucking people. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Just yeah. there's so much, that, there's so much that just fucking needs to happen. I can't understand or comprehend why we're on, why we're on this spectrum yeah. and, and how society is. I, I just can't. I really can't. It's that's how fucking passionate it is, man. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 fucking speechless to it. It's yep. it hurts. And, and I mean, I, I what the hell is going to turn it around? I mean, I have no fucking idea. I mean, I yeah. no idea. It's mind boggling. I used to. I've told the story before. I used to go to drive to work, and I would I would take a certain path. Not that it was the fastest or easiest path for me to get to work, but it took me through a really shitty part of town where there's just homeless mm-hmm. people everywhere and vagrants and this and that. And one of the reasons I did it is because once I drove through there and I got to my office, I'm like, fuck, I got it good. I got yeah, you it work good. harder. You're motivated. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, just, man. And, and I'm like looking at all these people that are so down and desperate and talking and you want to help them right and i want to help every single one of them you know but yeah, then dude. of course everybody's got a fucking story like why are you here i would like to just walk down that street interview every single one of them and find out how how did you get here how did you get i here? can tell you every single one of them is a good person like all of us they just had one thing go wrong and they couldn't handle it and they didn't have what we have to bring us back up I could tell you that right now. Yeah. That is, if you talk to every single one of them, they all, they're all going to have an interesting story. Some of it may be true. Some of it may be fake. It's up to you to put it all together. But I'm going to tell you right now, like if you got the truth told to you, yeah, that was the coolest part about the sales game for me, dude. I met so many cool mm. and interesting people yeah. every day. Loved it. And then, you know, this, the mental health trip and seeing this, it's, there's not enough resources, yep. but people figured out ways to kind of get used to what's going on. Like at first it was a shock to like force everybody to be home, but mm-hmm. then people started to get used to it in its own right. I said this on my own show last last week. I was like, I didn't mind it so much. I What I didn't like was I was getting fat from it and I was feeling like shit. And because I felt like shit, I became depressed. I was like, yeah. man, I'm lazy. Look at me, I'm fat. And all I did was sit there and complain. I wasn't doing anything. I was just complaining the entire time. And I went, when, how? I have it so good right now. And these people don't. And I stopped complaining. Yep. And then I changed. It helped me. I went back to the things that made me a better person. A little bit of whiskey here and there. Never never did anybody wrong. Yep. So have a glass here. It reminds me who I am. Little pieces of my life just they all come, they all started to fall back together. And then I had the confidence, you know, I'm going to start a podcast Then I'm going to do this. That's what got me out of my funk. It's, it gave me something else to do. It gave me a purpose and it gave me something, but then you get to that mountain, you plateau, you want to find something else because you got something good. Now you're ready for the next thing. So you can make them go in tandem. Then you try to do the next thing and make them go in tandem again. And you've got all these pieces moving at once. And then you realize how overwhelmed you become. Then you go back on that spectrum. I feel like it's, everybody's got some imposter syndrome. Like, you know, like that's that heavy. 
It's that uh, goal, po- goal post mentality, right? Where the goal yep. post is here yeah. and you get there and then it just goes another 15 yards, another 25 yards and 35 yards and you can never get there because right when you get back to grab it, it just keeps moving. Yeah. Yep, yep. exactly, dude. And it's, Isn't that a book, Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah, it is. I think what's, that? what's that? Who Moved My Cheese? I hadn't heard of that one. Yeah, you have. Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah. Uh-uh. I'll have to Google it. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, like all these, you know, the things that you're that we're talking about, you know, Jake's mentioning the, the you know, the goalpost moves, the goalpost moves, but those yeah. are, those are expectations we put on ourselves, you know, yeah. and the, I think the only way that happens is if you have some success. Like once you get a taste of some success, then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Now I want a little bit more. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Now I want more. I want more and more and more. It's just a, uh, it's almost like a drug, you know, but not yeah. everybody has that mindset. In fact, I would say, you know, 80% of people don't have that mindset. Yeah, I, I would agree. And my, the number might even be higher if you that really think be. about it. Yeah, I was going to say 90, but <laughs> I mean, I feel like we, we can go into like higher numbers. I want to say we're a little more rare than we, than to give us some exclusivity. Just, I, I feel that there isn't enough. There's so many people still that I hear, they come up to me and they're like, I want to start a podcast. What do yep. I do? And I went, man, that's what I sounded like to these people for like two years. And I was like, damn, I really should stop saying that. I should just do it. And then I did, Yeah, you know, and yep. it's, I found something new. I didn't want to quit on myself if yep. that made anything, any sense. And a lot of the people, so I can say that I've, I've known or been friends with, 12 people in the last 16 months that have killed themselves or have died from COVID or died from other, you know, there's so many different circumstances and they, it has happened. Motorcycle accidents, like all this different stuff. It's unreal to, you know, I see those people and I'm like, I'm not going to become one of them. And obviously when I say I'm a dad first, that's my reason. Like they, I would feel guilty. I would be wrong if I was to be just away from them and in any capacity, like I'd rather, I'd rather just take it from the man and do what I got to do. Cause I can't leave them. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not there doing that is the easy way out for them. Mm-hmm. And that's my, that's my reason. And I, I don't want my biggest fear is for another man to raise my child. I don't need that. And, and in that capacity, I mean, yep. is if I was gone, that's what I mean. Like I'm dead. Like everybody, every kid wants their dad, you know? Yep. And it's heartbreaking to see the ones that lose their parents or lose their, you know, either side, it doesn't matter, but it, it's difficult, yep. you know? And I, I praise the people that have weathered that storm especially when it's done by your own hand it's really hard because it affects so many people it's not just one it, it trickles to everybody yeah so no doubt and i think that you know the family unit is more important now than ever at least in my lifetime there's no doubt about it um and you, you know you mentioned weathering the storm and that it seems like that's like an everyday occurrence now you know it's like we're constantly yeah. weather, we were, we're weathering the pandemic now we're you know we're weathering what's happening in Afghanistan we're weathering the economy we're weathering a spike in crime wokeness you know all this shit that's going on <laughs> i'm just like what nah I'm, I, I tell my wife all the time I'm like this is not the life i signed up for this isn't the world i signed up for that's crazy it's not yeah. but that's that's where and it's weird because we're only going to take that for so long before we start to change it ourselves. 
Mm. I feel like what's going to happen is the, you know, this generation, our generation, these, you know, the group of guys that we are right. Is going to start to morph. We're starting to get fed up with the 80 and 90 year olds that are leading us in Congress that are doing this shit that are setting these rules for people that they don't understand will last for the next fucking 50 years. If we don't do something about it or however longer, but you know, like we just became legal where I live. And I never thought that would happen. At mm. least I knew it would happen in my lifetime, but not now. Yeah. And the reason I know not now is because there's so many people that are prudent and stuck up. They're like, no, nah, I ain't like that. And like, it's still bad. It's terrible. It's the gateway. It's this, it's that. Like, dude, if I had a check for it, or if I had money for every time somebody gave me free drugs, like they said they wouldn't dare, I'd be fucking rich. They never did. You know, that shit's expensive and I don't do drugs, but I've watched people piss their life away because of the pandemic through it too. And it's, that's, it made it, it made everything for you to sit at home, become alcoholics again, to do all of these terrible things. You put, you put all this depression in your life. Mm. So if you, this is a depressant, I'm drinking a little bit of, you know, shout out to Woodford here. You know, I like their double Oak, but not sponsored by them, but I like their shit, but you know, it's, you put all these depressants because that's what they are in your body. And then you wonder why you feel like fucking shit the next day. You're eating a cheeseburger and you fucking feel like shit the next day. And you don't understand why. And yeah. you got, you know, Wendy's burgers and all this terrible. Not, I'm not saying that it's all like once in a while is cool, but fast food is going to crush you. Like mm. you're putting all this bad shit in your body. You're not going to be good. But if I bet you, if you got some, you put a little bit of cash together, you get some healthy shit. You're not doing so bad. Get a little bit of protein in your life. Get a little bit of something. Yeah. Do a sit up. Maybe an air squat in your, in the privacy of your own home. Yep. (laughs) I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's something that's not talked about enough um, is just, I mean, Americans, Americans are like the most unhealthy society, most unhealthy country. It's horrible. And when you look at some of the statistics about, you know, folks that are, you know, unfortunately succumbing to COVID, 70% 70% of them are unhealthy in some sort of way, whether it be, you know, being obese or an underlying condition or this and that as a result of, you know, not living a healthy lifestyle. It's not focused on enough. Yeah. But they're happier. And it's, but they're happier dude. until then. Yeah. Right up into that point, they were happy. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you the irony that they're sell, like, they're buying people. To, you go get a COVID shot yeah. for a Krispy Kreme donut. What the fuck? I saw what? that. I didn't get a Krispy Kreme. You can get fu- exactly, dude. Like, and then like, there's like the school district mm. is giving out twenty five dollar Target gift cards for every shot you get. I got two. So hold on a second, dude. Beans. I am going to tell you this, and it's, <laughs> you've probably heard stories like this, but it blew my mind. Uh, my oldest daughter works for a large uh, in, investment money management company. They are they they have not gone back to their their massive you know four thousand person uh, campus yet and they and they're saying now they're going back in October and they're requiring the COVID vaccination and they're paying every employee a thousand dollars to get the COVID vaccination. Oh, we're in Ohio, you get entered for a lottery to win a million dollars. How cool is that? <laughs> 
Jesus. Put my name in, man. What is happening? Yeah, dude. When are they going to pay that out? What like, when are they happening? actually going to give it to you? Like, they you enter your name, you get a shot, you get entered into the, you get two entries for you twenty get two years. Entries. Twenty years, you get fifty thousand dollars. But you might no. It's a million dollar lottery. They're going to pay it across twenty years. They're not going to pay. They're not going to pay it at all. They're just telling you you're going to fucking. The odds are getting it. Just like you know how you can get those cereal boxes for your kids, and they they give you all. You can get this, this, and this if you you do you pay four thousand dollars for that. You know. Like that's how you get it. Like you're not gonna actually get it, dude. We, what? You really They're lying to us? Fucking absolutely. Like why would they? How dare they? Fucking sheep, right? Yeah. It's dude, I got. I mean, I, dude, I got the shot. Maybe I. I, I think I might be. I yeah, but now you're gonna have to get the next shot and the next I, shot dude, and the next it. shot. I get it. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not against reasons. Yeah, I'm not against people getting it. Go for it. I feel like I'm healthy enough that I don't. I don't need it or that. I think I might have already had it. So I, I totally agree. From, I'm in the same boat. From what I was taught with science, and I mean, Rand Paul is also a doctor, yeah. and it's not because I'm biased in any way. But the other, you know, I call it the Fauci ouchie. For is by the way, that's what I call the shot, the Fauci ouchie. Nice. Um, so <laughs> when you get a Fauci ouchie, <laughs> you know, Rand Paul likes to push the. He likes to poke the bear and ask questions yep. that Fauci doesn't get from anyone else because he's a colleague and can talk to him on that level. Yeah. And when you've got a guy who was a doctor, they both had it. Both had the similar experiences. They both said, however, they one side was saying you still need to do this, this and this for a narrative. And then the other side is saying you don't need to do this because it's we had the same thing. How can you say that? You know, he had it worse than me. We're the same age group. Like we're the same everything. Like all the bad shit should have happened to their age group. However, it didn't. And Rand Paul's like, if you have science, which there is science, if you get sick, your body builds up a natural defense to it. What is that called, everybody? I think the magic school bus called it the immune system. Yep. All right. So when we have an, a good immune system, I've been inoculated with a whole bunch of shit. When I was in the Marine Corps, I show up to shot call. I don't know what the fuck has been stabbed in me, but I just know I don't get sick very often. And when I do, it takes me the fuck down. I yeah. think I had it. I think I had this when it first happened yep. and it came on super quick and it wiped me out. It made mm-hmm. me so sleepy, so tired. I had the, a wicked fever, mm-hmm. crazy chills. And then my entire house got sick right after that. The kids didn't. But like even yeah. even the dogs had little nose colds, which is unreal. That shit doesn't happen. <laughs> right. I have two healthy boxers like that doesn't happen. And you know what? A few my wife ended up getting it not too long ago. We came back from Jamaica and she ended up suffering from it. Yeah. But again, I was around her. Yeah. We were face to face. We were cuddling. We were doing everything you're not supposed to do. There's no kissing involved. There's none of that. But we did that and I still didn't get sick. And I took care of her for two weeks. My yeah. entire house was cleaned. And I still didn't get sick. And I got tested often, too. I, it's not like I got tested once and then stayed here. Yeah. I did stay here like I was told to. But I had to go and get a test once in a while. And I had to tell them, hey, I, I got this. I'm not getting out of my car. You got to come to me. And they would fucking show up in their bio suits and come stick that thing at my nose and then go back and call me an hour later. And I was negative every time. And it's unreal. I think I got tested every other day yeah. or every couple of days. So how did I not get it again? I think I have the, I think I had already had it. The only way to find out is if you go to the doctor and they yeah. check your blood. Yep. I'm not going to go to the doctor. Cause that's where all the sick people are right now. So I'm going to stay home. I'm not going to go find out. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same boat, man. I'm pretty sure that I had it like way early on, like two Januarys ago type thing. And I'll uh, get it when they stop forcing it at you. 
because yeah. there's no, a no, reason I mean, they're I mean, giving you I, money. There's a reason they're giving you things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean, like I, that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm, I mean, I, I think I had COVID, like, like you said, like way in the beginning, like January before it came a thing. And the problem I'm, I have right now is two, two things are being taken away from me because I'm not vaccinated. And this, this is blowing my mind. And I wish I was hoping it would never get to this. But sporting events, a lot of professional sports mm-hmm. teams are now requiring you to show your you know, your vaccine passport in in order to get in and, uh, and concerts, live music. A lot of venues are starting September 1st out here in Arizona are requiring you to show the, uh, the vaccine passport in order to get in. And that just, I mean, I'm speechless when I think about that. Watch those teams be suffering for money and their good (laughs) players are gone pretty soon. Watch it happen because how are you, these, these owners are going to get fed up with shit and they're going to be like, I'm not doing this. They're just, they're not, they're going to be, how do you think that they're these pay? How do you think the paychecks of all of these famous athletes get funded? The WNBA cries. They don't get enough money. Well, you don't have enough asses to fill your fucking seats. If you had the asses to fill your seats and people wanted to watch, give them a reason to watch the watch. Now they are, they're starting to, they've gaining the notoriety. Cheers to them. I'm happy that they're doing it. I even know of another podcast that's solely around the WNBA. That's doing really well. Mm. And like it's and it's because the WNBA is starting to do well, the leagues for the women's hockey, soccer, you know, but what you need to see is the political bullshit out of it. I'm cool with watching. I I really rooted for our own women to just get embarrassed at one point. And they did. They got embarrassed a couple of times like they were favorites for a gold medal again and they didn't get one. And I'm happy that they didn't because they put, that's what happens when you take your fucking eye off the prize. When you want to be a woke, you get to be woke, but you're going to take the shit that comes with you. When it comes, you get your fucking 10 minutes in the papers, but you don't get anything after that. You'll get it from a small bit of people, but you better hope you don't get recognized when you go to the store in a couple of years. Cause no one's going to give a shit about you. No one's going to want to talk to you for who you disrespected something else. I mean, look what happened at Kaepernick. They blacklisted him. You know, sorry, buddy. But then Nike was like, you know what? We'll pick up the bill. The Nike sales fell because people were like, what the fuck? So then they had to do something else. And then they did something else. Like it's money comes from the, from your, your customers. If you want to be woke, you can't, you got to say what you want to say. And people got to understand it's a, it's a free country. You don't have to believe what I say. You don't have to agree with anything. I have an opinion and I would love for you to always discuss yours with me. And I'm not going to convince you mine is better than yours. I just want to hear yours. Sure. And then we can, I can tell you why. Yeah. And I can tell you why I I'm lucky enough to have a couple of those friends that are on the opposite side of the, on the opposite side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, just for clarification, I'm on the aisle that pays me more. (laughs) They, they, you know, just so anyone wants to know whatever side is going to give me a better tax break on something that I might need. (laughs) I'm going to vote that way, get what I need. And then when I don't need, you know, back and forth, that's what, that's what politics are supposed to be for. True. No one can be the president. You know why? Because no one can fucking do the job right. That's why we have it in interim terms. Yeah. And how many times do you see an eight-year president and then we get fed up after all of these policies because they slide their whole narrative in, we get fucking bored, and then it goes to the other side. And then it usually stays the same way. Trump was an exception. Bush was an exception, first one. You know, a couple of them were, were exceptions. Yeah. But then it flip-flopped again. And then, you know, Bush Jr. gets his shit and he gets his piece. And he does it for eight years. Then we go to Obama for eight years. Then we flip again and then we go back. No one can fucking do the job. And that's what's great about us is you can't appease everybody. You can't appease the entire nation. It's never going to happen. 
The only time that happens is if you have something catastrophic like FDR had. I mean, that's the only time really that I think and from what I've read and all of the pieces of history, the classes I've taken, the shit I've learned from great people that have lived during that time and lived in in seeing the papers of actual shit that they reported on, not this fucking narrative that you see today. And they tell you, like, you can ask these questions. You can have these opinions. You can do everything, all of this today. And we all take it all fucking granted. And Fuck. yeah, it's like, why? Like, why? Why do we do that? Are we sick of like we have these people like you can change what you want. Pick the side that you want and don't demonize the other side. Tell me. I don't care what you like. Tell me how you can actually fix something. I didn't like Trump and I definitely didn't like Hillary. Definitely didn't. I didn't like Trump either. I liked what he was doing, but some of the shit was fucking childish. Some of the shit like, you know, you're a grown man, you're 70 years old. You shouldn't be using social media like a fucking 13 year old girl, but you can still talk shit on social media. I'm cool with you chirping other countries. You know, Russia wants to, you know, (laughs) Russia wants to measure their dick on something. (laughs) We do it back. Like, that's fine. We take pictures of our fucking parades and like Memorial Day, like whatever, you know, like shit that fucking we have some pride in, like, you know, just little things like different ways we remember stuff. But it's we we're lucky enough to have that. And people forgot it. And sadly, if we can remember it, and I'm hoping our generation kind of starts to figure that shit out, that we can actually make these choices, just make them on how you feel and then treat the other person with respect because that's how it should be. I mean, I've always tried that. I, I will argue my point, but you can argue yours back. And if it ends in a stalemate, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Then we're friends. Because yes. I need somebody like you because you're that fucking like if you're that strong in a belief, that's somebody I need to know. And I want to know more of you. That's super well said. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, in, in today's world, more times than not, you have those conversations about differing opinions and you end up blocking that person on social media. You're no longer friends on Facebook, this and that. It's like, there can't be two opinions. It's either I'm right, you're wrong or whatever. But I mean, what, what so well said there, Aaron, that was amazing. Um, Billy Big Balls, what would you do? What's the first thing? What's the first thing you would do if you were uh, you were president? If have I you, was president, have you thought oh, about this? No, I have not. I don't want to be president. Do you see how old they are? Like Obama, he just turns. Well, no, let's say tomorrow, Billy Big Balls is president. It just ages you too quickly. Well, I already me. said. I, I said the Zoom camera added like ten years to you. It's the lighting. It's the lighting. I don't know. <laughs> what would I do as president? I would do. Uh, I guess I'm a more red than a sure. blue, and yeah. I want to protect our borders. Absolutely, oh, it's huge, all day yeah. long, you know. Yeah, and totally agree. Again, all that overseas stuff—it's tough to understand what's, as you said, Aaron, what's going on over there, and 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 really understand it, you know. To, you know, you want to know a good way to find out what's going besides on? what the government gives you. You want to know a good way to find out what's going on? Yeah, best way, and it's real time. Download Snapchat. Look at your location settings. Okay. Uh Go to that little map, scroll over to the Middle East, hide up over on Afghanistan. Yeah. Get onto Kabul, tap that button. You'll see it real time from the Afghanis showing shit. And you'll see it real time with the Taliban showing propaganda videos of pushing gay people off of fucking roofs. Already happened. No shit. Wow. Already happened. Snapchat. I'm going to do that. You can find that shit now. That's unreal. And as fast as Snapchat deletes that shit, 
yeah more of them go up and they can't control it yeah they're just going to shut down the region at some point but then if they do that you know how many people are going to be like what the fuck they did it too you know the you know how much twitter got their shit with trump can you imagine what would happen if snapchat shut down a whole region of what we could see real time what's going on people don't know that you can find what's going on since the beginning and you can go over kandahar jalalabad Kabul, all of that shit and see the entire thing happening you're watching Humvees roll down the fucking street with the Taliban riding on them. This should be a network. We could do a live stream. Dude, <laughs> wow. Dude, I got to check you that ever out do, for sure, man. You ever see Lord of War? No. Mm-mm. All right. One of Nicolas Cage's only good movies. What? Not Snake Eyes? <laughs> Snake Eyes no, is good. Was it not Face <laughs> Off? Face Off? Face Off? We'll go. We'll no, go hold, on. hold on. Hold on. No, wait, wait. I got, I got the number all right, one. All right. all right. Valley Girl. Oh, yeah, no. you know it. You yeah, know that yeah. movie. I do know that movie. Yes. Absolute I was, classic. I was going to say you got Gone in 60 Seconds. You <laughs> need that's a good one. That's a classic. It's got it's got good stuff in it. Yeah. All right. Snake Eyes and The Rock. But then The Untold Story, all right? Yeah. So, Nicolas Cage, good man. Love the guy. However, okay, guys, these I lost my track, man. Lord of War. I heard people over here. My National fault. Treasure, by the way. National it's Treasure? Okay. Right okay. You're stealing yeah, the declaration. Yes. Stealing the declaration yes. of yes. independence. Understand. And John Boyd yeah. is no. his father, and he's got the hot wife. Yep. Con yeah. Air, too. You got to have Con Air in there. I think we said that. See, but, now, now all of a sudden we feel bad for running uh, Mr. Cage into the I ground. Dude, he's got I some know, good we stuff, do. Dude, yeah. he's, a crazy he's got some good stuff. He's a crazy <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He got married <laughs> like, as Elvis, and Elvis married him or something. He a, bought, didn't he buy a, he bought a T-Rex head, didn't he? <laughs> he, bought, he bought some crazy ass shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it fucking unreal. It yeah, man. Hey, let me ask you something. He, Billy Big Balls, what's the dumbest thing you ever bought? The dumbest thing I ever bought? Oh, yeah. fuck, Like, I don't know. Some, didn't you buy like some baseball card or something? I bought a lot of baseball cards. Yeah. I bought a penny one time that was a forgery. It was a 1931S penny. Yeah. That was maybe in eighth grade, so that's many, many moons ago. Yeah. But it was like $35. Wow. And I was all proud of it. Right. And then I took it to the one of the fellow coin guys, and yeah. he looked at it, and he soldered on an S. They got Are like, you a, serious? Yeah. Oh, Still from a little kid. PJ, what's the dumbest thing you ever bought? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I haven't bought much, honestly. I think mine's a rowing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Or a uh, Murphy wall bed. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think. Last summer, I thought I, I, it was like something popped up and it was like $135 for like a Coleman uh, jacuzzi outside, you know, hot tub. (laughs) Dude, if it's like four people, $139, I'm putting my credit card in. I'm a little bit high. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I ordered this thing and I asked my wife and got to track it. Yeah. Never, ever got oh, it. Oh, it's a total scam. Oh, it's a total scam. Wow. Yeah. How about you, Aaron? Did you ever, have you ever bought anything really dumb? Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't want to go through all of mine. <laughs> um, I, man. There was that time in Amsterdam. 
No, yeah. Uh, I gotta, I gotta remember, I gotta remember what's allowed and what's not. Um, you know, let's be controversial. Uh, PJ's like going, uh, PJ's like going through his camera roll right now. Yeah. What did I buy that was dumb? Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna be real, I bought a hooker for my buddy once. I mean, yep. you know, cheers to you, dude. He's he yep. he didn't know, but hey, this is a heck of a way to find out. I mean, who, he might know who he he might figure it out if he ever listens to this. Who knows? <laughs> She had an eight-inch but, penis, right? <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you the name of the place that it was at. It was the Triangle in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Oh Anybody ever God. wants to take a peek there? That's They're not hilarious. hard to find. So who knows? Is- it, it may be working there. Aaron <laughs> had an eight-inch penis. I heard he blew her off and left. <laughs> oh God, it's possible, dude. <laughs> It is highly possible. I don't know. He was in the Navy. I don't know. <laughs> I had to take a shot at the Navy. <laughs> we love each other all the same. We love oh, Rick. That's and awesome. I've man. cuddled. I can tell you I've cuddled successfully with more dudes, and that's okay because we had to keep each other warm, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Just, and, you know, cheers to you. I'll, I... <laughs> They, rem- they we all remember each other those foxhole nights and the best part about being small is always when you got the two big dudes <laughs> on one side and you just lay in the middle you got human blankets cuz they like to sleep on their sides and you like to sleep on your back and you just stay still <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm picturing like you're a hot dog. Uh, dude, pretty much, man. A little pretty mustard, much. some salt. Oh god, those are the, those are the, those are the salt. Moments, man. That's the that's the shit you miss when you get out. Like every day is like jackass, really. Like I remember, I I, I never knew what a hurricane party was, and if none of you guys know what it is, a hurricane party is just you have a big ass party during a hurricane and from where i'm from <laughs> you fear you feared yeah, exactly right we, when, where i'm from you fit you fear hurricanes like you fear the wind because we have above ground power lines we have you know shit can fall on your house there's a lot of trees around here a lot of hills a lot of bad shit can happen you know mudslides just sat the ground isn't made for it up here yeah. you know we flood easy too and there's a lot of rock a lot of beach a lot of problems but when you go, when you experience it in another culture and they say, oh, it's just a category three, we'll be without power for 12 hours. We got to go get a <laughs> shit ton of alcohol. You're going to stay home and you fill the bathtub with water and ice and that's it. And then you put all of your alcohol in there and all of your cold stuff. And then you put whatever you can in the fridge that you kind of need and usually for more alcohol. And that's really it. And, you know, I rode one of the coverts down to Taco Bell to see if it was open, dude. Like the water was rushing so be, fast. That be open. My boys wow. and I got in there. We were like, you know, what? let's go down to Taco Bell and see if they're open because they answered the phone. So we thought maybe they were open. They weren't open because there was a tree that was on top of it, but they answered the phone. <laughs> So we rode down like no bullshit. Like the water was rushing so fast that we just got in the little ditch on the side of the road oh and just whoop, all the way down to the fucking Taco Bell, quarter mile down the road. I was going through tunnels and shit. They were like oh underneath the street and everything. You're just kind of like, whoa, this is scary. <laughs> like it all connected. It's like a good quarter mile, like piece. But dude, it was so worth it because it's an experience you never forget. I was in my twenties. Sure. I was stupid. I'm outside in a Category Three storm that's spawning tornadoes. <laughs> There's lightning everywhere. But we're living the fucking dream because we're hammered and we're having a great time, you know, so awesome. and that's the shit you miss, like the camaraderie with your boys, the yeah. the fun moments like that, the shit that you you guys reminisce when you have your man months or your man sure. years, or your man weekends yeah. you know, when you get to talk to your boys like that's the 
that's the stuff we talk about. If anybody ever wondered, no it's doubt. those kinds of things, you know, almost dying and laughing at it a bunch of times from me. Yeah. You know, I almost died from fireworks. Like, that's <laughs> funny, you know, mortar fireworks, too. That's even better. Like, that's the worst part. It wasn't even like the soft <laughs> kind that what's his face? The guy from the Giants, he blew his hand apart. Uh, the yeah, JPP. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. I, I like yeah, my dude. farts on fire. Have you done oh, that? God. Oh, yeah, why not? Dude, I saw a guy do. I saw a guy do that. I swear to God, I, I did see a guy do that one time, and fuck, he burnt a hole in his underwear. Well, why is it? They do that shit all I the couldn't time. Believe it. It, it, no drawers with jeans, and then you just light it on the other side of the jeans. Oh, That's God. so dumb. <laughs> you guys are a riot. I'm glad I got to be here. Hey, this dude. is. It's like I never left. I'm with my own guys. Yeah. Like that's how it feels right now. <laughs> hey, I, so listen, I, I don't want to take up all your night. I know you're like three hours ahead of us, um, but there is one topic I do want to make sure we talk about because I know you have a great perspective yeah. on this. And that, that it's just it's leadership, man. I mean, what do you what do you think are the qualities? What makes a good leader in general? Lead from the front. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Honestly, yeah. that's it. You can have whatever style you want. If you want to be authoritative, be authoritative. But you got to understand that there's going to be people like me that go, why? Yeah. And I'm going to ask you why. And if I think your reason is bullshit, I won't tell you. But if it fails, you best believe that I'm going to be the first person to fucking pounce on it and be like, it failed because of that. And we can do this to make it better. Yeah. yeah that's, no, that's that's what I do. Because I, you, in order to lead, you have to know how to follow. And I knew how to follow. I know how to follow. I still do. I have mentors. I have a, I have a lovely lady that, you know, she is a mentor. She's like a big sister to me. She's the woman that co-authored one of our books and she's helping me with two others and it's child series that I want to get into. And it's like, she is, I've learned from her mistakes and now I'm building like, she's like, we can't go that way because that screwed me over this time. So Mm. she's putting me right to the front of the line. It's those kinds of people that help you. You don't get rich from fucking fa- friends and family. You get rich from strangers. Oh, I met her on clubhouse. She's one. been on my show twice. Mm. Like you really don't like, that's how a good leader is. A good leader will teach you everything that they messed up on yep. and then make sure you don't do it. But then what you're giving back, like how, like we've talked about this, I'm a balance to her because when she starts to slow herself down or not feel motivated for something, I'm slapping new shit on her desk to do. So she's like, all right, now I got to, now, all right, he knew he wants to do this child series. Now I got to get these ISBNs. I got to figure out Amazon. I got to do this. Got to figure out titles, make sure nobody's done this. And I'm throwing content at her and I'm just like fucking slapping it down. And she's just like, man, you're keeping me busy. So thank you. <laughs> you know, like every time I get down, she's like, you remind me what I do. And she's like, what is it that I do? I went, you're, you're everything. Like you're a leader. Like that's what I tell her yeah. because there's not one thing you do. Like you do everything. Like you're a mentor, you're a leader. Like that's who you are. You're not a coach because she doesn't tell me what to do. She explains it in a way that I can comprehend. And then I run with it. Like she leaves it open-ended, you know, she's like an interactive teacher and that's what I've got. I've got, you know, another gentleman that's just like that. I've had him on our show. Every time I need something, you know, I call him and I'm like, Hey man, like, this is what I want to do. How do I get there? And he's like, well, you got to do this first, this first, this first, this first, this first. And then let me know when you've done the first three and how they panned out. If they worked, then I'll get you to like, you know, four, five and six. And I'm like, Oh damn, really? Yes. And then that's, that's how I've experienced it. So a good leader is all of that. Like these people 
understand my personality and I'm, I'm a hard personality. I question everything. I question all of you. Like, why? I don't want to do that, but why do I have to tell me why? And then if it's good enough and I think it is, I'm going to do it. I feel like I got a good moral code and judge of character and myself and for others, I'll follow you if I believe in you. So I would expect you to do the same. If I've failed a bunch of times at something and I'm going to tell you, I have, and I'm going to be as transparent as possible. I still am failing. I still haven't found the one thing that's going to take off. That's what I meant by it's the roller coaster journey. Mm. Like there's days where I feel like I'm on top of the world. And then there's other days where I feel like I'm sitting at the bottom where I mentioned imposter syndrome and he mentioned the goalpost, you know, that's that, that unfortunately you feel that. And as a leader, you feel that so much. I mean, in my, in my life, I feel like the positions that I'm in, people look for an answer and some people step up to like help find the answer and some don't, but some do. And like, everybody does it in their own unique way, which is really interesting. My way is I demand respect right away and I, I give it back. So if I'm demanding it of you from you, you're going to give it to me. And then we're equals. We're awesome. And we're good friends. We're good connectors. And then after that, the relationship blows up. Like we want to help each other. We want to do this. We want to do that. You know, like we mentioned being on each other's shows, doing all of this stuff. Like I, and I mentioned before, thank you for having me on your show. You know, that's exciting. And now I owe you one. So now you got to be on mine. All, all of you guys got to be on mine. Cause we can, our birthday's coming up so we could do that. Yeah, but like a good, like books like this right here teaches you how to lead. Think you wouldn't even rich. know. Think and grow rich. Yep. Napoleon Hill. I thought it said rice. It's my Bible. <laughs> oh. Can't say shit. Think and grow, grow rice. Son. <laughs> rice. I love it. Think and grow rice. Think about it. All right. Grow some rice. Aroni. Aroni. Mm. and you know what else Aaron I just want to interject and your words and uh, bad leadership and especially your wife I hope she's listening because I really believe you're going to get lucky tonight (laughs) oh Oh, dude no she knows it it doesn't so I'm lucky enough I'm lucky enough to say that that's a healthy life for us so I don't have to worry about that well why not so I don't have to worry about that yet. It's still pretty healthy. But what I will say is that if she does listen to this, I do love you and I do care about you. And of course, I only speak of you in high terms. And she knows that And if she is listening, which I'm sure she might poke her head through the door once in a while. I understand why I'm laughing so loud. Be like, Are these fucking idiots done yet. <laughs> you know what we are? We're the new like dad bands. Like we're, yeah. that's what our podcasts are. Like we're those new guys that are just like, when, like the Homer crisis on the Simpsons. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? about when yeah. they start the band yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what we are like the garage band guys oh now we're just God. fucking weirdos with shows and people listen to us it's weird <laughs> oh we're just weird enough <laughs> i don't even know why this came to mind but i'm a huge office fan uh kevin's mm. band uh scrantonicity i believe it's called yeah scrantonicity, scrantonicity yeah. too okay. scrantonicity too that's right he, got, he left Pick the first please, one yes <laughs> It's so funny. Now, Ken, were you saying that Aaron was, I know we talk about music quite a bit when we do this, but was it Aaron that you said, we know you're into music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Ken was saying, we don't know who's your your favorite, who's your go-to. Give it to us. So it depends on my mood. So you're going to laugh when I tell you this. I'm not. As far as I know, I haven't done the 23 and me. The government's already got my stuff, but I'm just not going to, I don't feel like paying a company a bunch of money for me to spit in a tube for them to just dump it out and go, oh, 
he's four percent sub-Saharan. Oh, he's like almost Mongolian. Oh, like I don't I don't need that. Like it doesn't yeah. I don't cater to that. Yeah. But I like all different types of music. So my family's from Brazil. My my father's from Sao Paulo. And it's I, you know, I love the culture. I love the music. I listened to it when I was a kid when it was just me and him. And, you know, before my the good days before my brother was born, he was his birthday was a few days ago. So hopefully he hears this. Fuck you, little bro. Just kidding. I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. But he, you know. I, I, I appreciated that culture. I loved listening to Brazilian music. It's very flowy. It's very just, it has, it has beat. It has rhythm. It has everything. Yeah. But then you've got, I like classical music too. I like to listen to classical music when I meditate. And yes, I do meditate. I do 15 mm. minutes of it. I learned how to do it. I was lucky enough to have a good friend come on our show and she explained how she does it and what she does to shut her mind down and how it took practice. And she elaborated more and more like we, our show, I don't know if it's for you guys, same thing we built our own mastermind. I'm just access all these people and teach me how to be good with something. Yeah. And I'm fucking recording it and putting it out there. And you guys can listen to it however you want. Yeah. Just like this was interpreted, you know, over a hundred years ago. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? Think and grow oh, rice. rice. I mean, oh, rich, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's, there's, there's so like you, you have, I'm going you to have hell. Ba- yeah, dude, you, you fucking, no, you're not, not even a little punch bit. Ticket, I love buddy. you. You punch your just, ticket. We're going to be there together, holding Uh-oh. hands, skipping down. We're going to, we're going to be listening to highway to hell on the way there with ACDC. Dude. Be right, fun. That's right. Yeah. Right, I'm down. But like, see, that's another one. Like I, I, it depends. Yeah. I'll go classical music when I meditate. I'll, I like Viking music too, man. Like the Norwegian music, mm. like the heavy pieces, they're the, just the instruments. Oh my God, dude. Like when you're getting ready for something, you know how the, um, the rugby players yep. do that, they're yep. Haka and they get yep. motivated, that's like awesome. listening to Viking music and just like, well, what was Viking music and like the instruments that they use then like the old stuff, like yeah. not, you can find it anywhere. Like you go on YouTube. I'm sure you can fucking find it there too. I haven't gone there yet, but I'm sure you can. Um, but things like that, just all sorts of music can flow. My kid's autistic, my youngest mm. one. And what's helped me get into music, like I always loved music as a kid, but, and I, I played a few instruments. I wasn't any good in my own right. I got by, but I, I mean, I think the best thing I was good at was the trumpet. I don't even know how I was good at that. I was just trying to keep up with the one kid in my school that was good at it. And I was like, I ain't gonna let this motherfucker beat me. He beat me every time. Cause he was the first chair, but I didn't mind being second place. Cause he was really good, but it kept him being good. And it kept me being good. Cause I wanted to be as good as him. So that's how I grew up with music. When I got to be around it, I got to understand it. I could read it. And just the way it made you feel like it's a good way to express yourself. Mm. And my son can't speak. He's three, almost three and a half. And he still doesn't speak. He makes lots of noises. He can babble all night. It's fun when we're not around. He'll babble all he wants. He'll talk, make all the sounds, do everything. But music is the way we we speak to him. Mm. And his body language, we understand when he's excited. We know when he's frustrated. We know when he wants the music to be changed. But what's the most interesting is we can give him the commands and he'll do them. Wow. He doesn't speak back to us, but mm-hmm. I can point and say, let's jump up and down and he'll jump with me. The littlest things. Wow. But I won't jump first. I'll say, let's jump and he'll jump. And then I jump with him. The command or the me getting him to do something gets that next piece. Yeah. So 
that's how music for me it mm. made me want to be be partners with a, with a guy who has a music studio down in dallas um huh. a good friend of mine sleepwalk nation i he asked me to come in and help him with some stuff and we've we're working on growing something good we're working on putting something out for the world to see huh. and i appreciate him for everything he's he's done he's a good balance in my life he taught me a lot of things <clears throat> excuse me a lot of ins and outs of business that i didn't necessarily know um, and until recently, like we decided to get a bigger and better space. So we actually folded our space and decided to get a different one. So we're in the middle of a pivot stage to do some new stuff. And that's what made me want to be part of music even more was my son and his reaction to it. The movie Sing. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you have kids that are young enough, you will, you will have. And man, the, I'm excited for the second one. Huh. The second one's going to be great because for my for my little guy that's that's i don't know i it's like a utopia for him like that's he loves music that much and to see characters sing songs that he gets into is unreal i mean he was two when he when we really started to figure out he was having these issues and then we figured out more and more that music was the way to get to him because of how he reacted. And if we had music on, we could get his attention more. We could get, we could hold his concentration for a little bit longer and get him to do what we want because we use it as a reward as well, because he loves music so much. So if I want him to do something and I don't want him to cry or be upset that he has to go wash his hands or try to use the potty or try to do something, I use music to coax him into it. I put his favorite song on. He loves the movie soul because of the jazz music. Oh. Loves the piano yeah. and, and how it's played. He loves John Batista because of how, like the song, I need you. And it's all right. Those two songs, he can, he bounces around and his feet go crazy and he does his little Lucas dance and goes nuts. And I, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see. He does it with country music. He does it with some rap music. Huh. And what the best part is, is both of my children are little metalheads like me. So that made me feel really good to know that he's a big sucker for, you know, a double bass, just like I am. And he'll listen to everything and anything. When I say I listen to it, I do. And sometimes I'll even listen to gospel music if I'm in the mood to feel mm. religious. Yeah. You know, if sure. I need God, like I am a religious man and I'm a God fearing man, but I don't go to church every Sunday. I'm one of the worst Catholics in the world and I don't really care. Uh, no, 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 no. I know a worse one. Uh, Dude, oh. <laughs> I, go church, I, mean, I go to church every Sunday, and oh my goodness. You uh, obviously didn't see the necklace. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, show that off. Look at that. Mm. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> just like beard. Superman. Like just Superman. beard. No. But oh, dude. Not even get me started, but I'm, I go to church every Sunday. I'm a good Catholic boy. Irish Catholic yeah. boy from New York City. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what happens in the parking lot before you go to church every Sunday? Go. <laughs> What I, what I <laughs> church is probably so much more interesting if you're selling, huh? Dude, I Man. sing. I sing like no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you wonder how many other people are keeping it a secret from each other. Because that's what us Catholics tend to do. We keep secrets from each other for whatever fucking reason. And then I'm laying in we bed. like to pretend like we're better than one another for some reason. Dude, I don't I'm laying know. in Welcome bed at religion. night and I got the songs going on. I'm singing like religious songs in my head. I tell Tyler, it goes, me too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So funny. Oh, all right, Aaron. God. So two more things before we let you go. Um, first of all, yeah. what are you like? What are you most excited about in the next six months, in the next two years? What's, what's driving you right now? Uh, I can't. 
all of the chess pieces are on the board now yeah. and I have I lined up what color I'm going to play. I have the reaction set from where I like I have my strategy. I know how I'm going to attack and now it's the time where the pieces start to move. Nice. And that's where I'm at. Been out of school for 3 months. Have a degree. Can do whatever I want kind of like that's what they say. I've applied to 250 jobs hmm. and all of them I got hired in other states, but wow. not here, which is wild. But some of those states, the wife was like, hell no, and shot that shit down right away. I like working for myself. I like not answering. And I like seeing that there's nothing that can come to me. But what I think is more interesting is that my wife believes and sees something that mm. I'm doing with these books that I'm putting together. Yeah. And I've, I, I finally found a way to communicate to you know some people and i finally found a way to like decompress what's been in my mind and trapped in there for so many years and putting it on paper and putting it out and then having other people test read it other people say you know this is going to be great and like these are people that criticize me in every way that I, I you would think i paid them for their response for what i had asked because they actually gave me a positive response for once and that means more to me so thank you gentlemen for for you guys and the support but man I, that's what i'm excited about is every day is a new day every day i'm not a, i'm not every day i'm not pushing daisies is a good day number sure. one yeah. number two any day that i get to be my kids dads phenomenal that's that's what i'm happy for and to be with who i've got that's the rock she steers the ship she does everything that she <laughs> needs to do yeah. i appreciate everything and it's the support I, every time I said I want to try something or get it, so there's never been a way like, hey, like, how do you get there? Like I said, I'm still trying to find the one thing that's going to bring it to the top. Yep. I'll get there. Yep. It's not right now, but I'm telling you, my credibility is slowly yes. building. Yep. And that is what's going to get me where I need to be. People are understanding like, dude, this shit's been inside you that long. Like one guy asked me, he's like, why don't you be a motivational speaker? I don't see me being a motivational speaker. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, man. I mean, nothing but respect. I mean, you're so well-spoken and um, you just have a way about you that I, you're going to be a success no matter what it is. And I'm excited to find out what it's going to be. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, God bless you, man. I mean, our show has reached some awesome milestones nine months in 10 months in now, almost actually. Yeah. yeah. Next week will be 10 months for us. Yeah. So our birthday comes up in October and Dude, it's, I didn't think I would put out for so long for that, but the numbers still trend in the positive direction. Sure. We're not a social media giant and we never were like, we're a podcast. We're not supposed to be a social media giant. Yeah. Like just because you have a thousand followers on social media, doesn't mean you don't get a thousand listens, Correct. you know? So for anybody that wants to start a podcast, like keep fucking going. These guys did it. We did it. You guys are successful. I appreciate you letting me borrow your credibility for our show and for just plugging us and in, in having the opportunity to speak with you. Is your your social, is, your social you score has gone up now. <laughs> yeah, your oh, social thanks, credit I appreciate score. that. <laughs> we'll, tell the, we'll, we'll inform the, the bureau to increase your social credit score. I think you're at, I think you're at about a 670. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Almost a 720, guys. Almost. <laughs> Almost 720, right, right. No, man. But, anything we can do to help out and just you coming on and, you know, sharing your story and everything. I mean, it's... Uh, 
like I say, nothing but respect. Thanks, thanks again for coming on. But I do have one more question. You probably have a yeah. dozen of these. Maybe you just have one. But do you have a mantra that you live by? Balls out. You, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you, you, you ever see a squirrel jump on it on a trampoline? <laughs> no? You want to? <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, being serious. Sure. Uh, it's it's you versus you. Honestly, it really is. And yep. I I remember hearing that hmm. from a very good man. Yep. I you know he knows exactly who this is. I'm sure he'll listen to it. I'll send it to him. I'm not going to shout his name out. He's kind of shy, but dude, you know yep. I live by it. He's a good man. I appreciate him for teaching me that. And I've never given up on myself because every time I've reached that point, I always somehow just remember that. And if you can remember that, maybe it keep yeah. you alive. I know it's fucking silly for the ones that are there. Everybody has that one silly thing that keeps them alive. And yeah. that's if that's what it is, that's what it is. But hopefully, you know, I don't want to see anybody or hear anybody, especially close to you guys, succumb to any of the COVID, the depression, none of that stuff. Yeah. If you can't reach somebody, talk to somebody, talk to me, talk to any one of us. I ain't going to tell your fucking secrets. You don't know how many people tell me they're bullshit. And I don't tell anyone. Yep. <laughs> You'd be fucking surprised. Yep. Like it's how much dirty laundry I actually know, but I don't say that I know anything because it's not anyone else's business. Exactly. So well, we, need know, to, if, we need to trade contact information. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, only a hundred dollars a name if that's what you want to go. But we could do that. <laughs> uh, I was like, just oh kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Seriously, though, you, you versus you. It's like so simple yet. I mean, so meaningful and deep. It's awesome. All yeah, right, man. I man, what Aaron is Aaron? Is there anything else? I mean, dude, we touched a lot of stuff tonight. Yeah, we were all over the place. It I was love awesome. It. Yeah, is there anything? Is there anything I apologize else? to your listeners if I went off the rails. No, on no I love. Like, there's the, some yeah. shit that I'm just yeah. fucking compassionate about, and yeah. like I, if I don't stop myself, I know I could. I need to know. I don't know your audience like I know mine. I know what I can get away with, and I don't want to be the reason you get canceled in any fucking way because that's the world we live in. So. I appreciate your guys' time. I appreciate you having me here. So, again, sorry to you listeners if I if I choked up, stopped, maybe paused for a minute. I had to because, yeah, man. man, if I kept going on the rant that I had in my mind, it would have been one of the – I could George Carlin you. I, I know I could. I don't want to, but I could, and I don't – he would get canceled now. Yeah. Let's just go on that route. Right, if we right. if you wanted to go that far, we could go that far. I feel like I could, I'm confident enough in my skills to – slap people with real stuff that's printed and all the way through and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know? So I apologize to your listeners. Thank you guys for your time. No, man. And you know, I love you both. All of you. You're a, so. you're a rock star and it's an honor to call you a friend. So thanks for being here again. Bill, you got anything else, man? Just send those digits. <laughs> <laughs> Not for sale, man. Not uh, for sale. Know, Sorry, uh, guys. I'm not going to sell. About the music, how do you feel about the Spice Girls? <laughs> uh, dude, I love them. I, depending on how the mood. How could you not? Yeah. <laughs> how could you not? I say, I have some video from my hockey team. My, you know, Shout out to my Lake Placid boys. We were singing I Want It That Way in oh, the bar Jesus. at Wise Guys. Shout out to Wise Guys up in Lake Placid, New York. Oh, They're host the... That's they back, host our Backstreet Boys, and I'm ashamed. Oh to yes, know it that. is, dude. <laughs> and when you got a 
why would you be ashamed? You had a bunch of Marines and like, you know, drunk dudes with weird mustaches all singing that song together. At <laughs> oh, the table. heaven, heaven. The whole bar. <laughs> Where was I? Why was I not invited? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole fucking bar, dude. We, I can tell you that was the most, well, that was probably one of the only nights I've ever been there that I only spent $7 and was probably one of the most hammered I've ever been. <laughs> Because nice. people were buying us drinks all night because of it. The that's, bar that's ate fantastic. it up. We were choreographing, dancing. We were oh doing it all God. up there, dude. I got video for it. If you guys ever need to see it, I can oh, show you. Awesome. Hey, you guys can exchange videos. You got that video of when yeah. you were like, you're singing like the Beastie Boys or something. What was that? Oh, one? I was singing. Uh, uh, Who was that? Run, run DMC. It's tricky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been this from like 1980. Yeah, that's classic. I was out of yeah. college. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll trade videos. So it's on VHS. You got that, dude? My I gotta find me a VCR. Really. <laughs> yes, it's on VHS. Uh, oh, dude, I remember eight tracks. You might remember. <laughs> oh, of course, I remember eight tracks, you dude. Remember. We're old. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, you got anything, buddy? No, I think it was great. A lot of good waves of funny and serious is the perfect mix. So yeah, yeah, love yeah. the passion. I say that every time, but you love the passion. Love to hear it. I'm good. Let's All put a right. bow on it. Hey, be safe on your trip, dude. I will. For we sure. need you. We're going to check in in five days and yeah. see if Jake makes it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, that's, let, let's put a bow on it, boys. All right, guys. Let's All right. It. Thanks All right, again for everything, guys. It was awesome. Thanks God again was. for listening and for your continued support. Check out our friends of the program, as many of them are now offering promos exclusively for Geohawks listeners. Feel free to send us an email at info at the If you have any suggested topics or would like to be a guest on a future show, uh, as always, pay it forward. Be a good human. Remember, you get what you give, as was discussed this evening. And uh, until next time, stay safe and healthy, everybody. Billy Big Balls. Jimmy Newman. Jimmy Newman. Once again, a shout out to our friends of the program, Aerotech Mapping Inc., ATMLV.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys Inc., AGSGPS.com, Bad Elf GPS, Bad-Elf.com, Cobb Fenley, CobbFenley.com, Cyanic Automation, GetJobBook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Get Kids Into Survey, GetKidsIntoSurvey.com, Land Surveyors United, LandSurveyorsUnited.com, Mentoring Mondays, MentoringMondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, MonsonEngineering.com, Nettleman Land Consulting, NLCPrep.com, Parkland Community College, Parkland.edu slash surveying, Safety Apparel, SafetyApparel.us, Tiger Supplies, TigerSupplies.com, Trimble Geospatial, Geospatial.trimble.com.